Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Book of Acts, or Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14, starting in verse 8. Um, it's talking about the journey of Paul and Barnabas. It says, while they were at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. So this moment, Paul is doing his thing. He is preaching and teaching, and then he locks eyes with this man who has never walked a day in his life, and somehow he realizes that this man has the faith to be healed. This this caught my attention because I'm just thinking, how, how did he look at someone and just know that they had the faith to stand up and walk when they've never done it before? How did he look at someone and realize that there was something in there that, would, that, would, uh, that God could use to perform a miracle in, in his life? I'm thinking about that, and like the only way that, that Paul knew in that moment that this man had the faith to be healed was because he had been in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He had been spending time in the presence of the Holy Spirit, spending time in prayer, asking God uh, to do in him what only he can, asking God, help me to see like you see. I I read this piece, and it just reminded me again and again, I don't know that we could say it too much, but your time in prayer, your time on your knees before God, your time in your prayer closet, your time uh, opening your heart to God, praying, crying out, asking for wisdom, asking for insight, asking for direction, this matters. It matters because there might be a moment, there might be a moment where the Holy Spirit, after you've spent that time in prayer, helps you to see someone, helps you to see something in someone that is not just on the surface, helps you to see something in someone that no one else sees. And this is not just for pastors. This isn't a pastor thing. This isn't a worship leader thing. This is a a believer in Christ thing. This is a family of God thing. This is in our DNA. If you spend this time with Jesus, spend time in his presence, he can help you see like he sees. I'm thinking about... Maybe Joe in the booth on Sunday, he is dialing. He's making sure all the vocalists, all the sound is just right in the room, that the experience online is good as well. But I'm imagining him as he spent time with God. He's doing what he does, and then someone walks in. It's one of those moments where someone catches your attention. You don't know what it is, but you see something in there. But because the Holy Spirit brought them to your attention, then you go and have a conversation. And in that conversation, uh, a healing is sparked. Redemption is sparked. Someone's journey back towards Jesus is, is sparked. It, it matters that we spend this time with Jesus. We're all called to people. And since we're called to people, we need to be spending our time in the presence of Jesus so that we can see people the right way, so that we can then See people and then step into those moments with people so God can come and do what only he can. And that's not really what I, I, I'm coming to talk about. I just thought that was really amazing. And so I wanted to, wanted to mention that for a minute. But as the story goes on, I, I want to talk a little bit about what we do with people's praise. What we do with people's praise after this man is healed. 
Paul looks to them and says, in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up. This man that has never walked before does it flawlessly for the first time in his entire life. He stands up and he begins to walk, to jump around, all these things. Uh, and it says in verse 11, when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, these men are gods in human form. Now, I know we've all heard that before. You've come off maybe platform or you've gotten done serving on a Sunday and there's someone around the corner. You're a God in human form. Like, I know we've all experienced that once or twice. I, I know, but, uh, but just go with me. This is, not a, a normal, <laughs> this is not a normal thing that people say. But these people were so caught up, so amazed by what God did in that moment that they thought these men were gods. And the situation went wild. Uh, not only were they shouting this left and right, they thought, uh, they thought that uh, one of them was Zeus, one of them was Hermes, and then the priest of the temple, the local temple uh, to those gods, came out, gathered up all these people. They started bringing out animals. They were preparing them, getting them ready to slaughter and sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. And, then, and, and when Paul and Barnabas realized what's happening, uh, they are so just dismayed and disturbed by it. They ripped their clothes. It's a Jewish thing at the time. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. It's really, it was, was a Jewish response to, to these moments. Uh, that was a sign of, of, um, of how abhorrent something was, of how terrible something was, uh, of how much they felt about it. They ripped their clothes in response and jumped in to kind of correct what was happening in that, that moment. Now, I don't know if someone's going to come up to you and say, you're a God in human form. Like, if that happens, uh, you just kindly let them know, hey, this might not be the church for you, and you tell them to go. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're in the right place. They're in the right place. Um, but you pray for them, and you get the anointing oil, and you, you do what must be done. Um, but there, there are moments, um, because you've prayed, because you spent time with Jesus, that you will step into a situation, and God is going to move through you. Maybe it's, it's not a healing of a lame man. Maybe it's an act of service. Maybe there's a way that God has uniquely appointed you to meet a need uh, of someone on your serve team, someone in your neighborhood, someone in your family. But there, there are these moments when God works through your life, and then someone's going to praise you. Someone's going to say, high five. They'll give you a good game. They'll tell you, great job. You're, you're incredible. They'll start pouring out all of, of this different praise on you and telling you how awesome you are, how you make them feel, and what you do with this matters. What you do with this matters. Praise isn't a bad thing, but praise can be poisonous. It can be poisonous. Praise received the wrong way can shift your heart in a direction that is not supposed to be shifted. Because the right heart surrendered to God, others focused Humble, teachable, the list goes on and on. Patient, kind, all of those things that line up with God's heart. We know what the right heart is, but how easily we can start shifting towards the wrong heart. And how often do we hear stories about leaders who have fallen? How often do we hear stories about leaders who have gotten the idea of themselves so big in their mind, they thought doing this was okay? They thought saying that was okay. They thought they could get away with this and get away with that. Their idea of themselves got too big in their own mind. The direction of their heart shifted somehow, and they began stepping away from all that God had called them to be. And, and the crazy thing is the devil doesn't need to get you to do, like, wild things. 
The devil doesn't have to, like, convince you to start carrying around a gun and shooting people. The devil doesn't need to uh, c- convince you to start doing drugs or, or beating up kids on a playground. Like, like, like the, the devil doesn't need to do all of that. All he really needs to do is whisper to you, man, look at you. Look how good you are. You did that. You're incredible. Now, those phrases aren't evil phrases. But they can land wrong in your heart. And the more that you allow that to, to grow in your heart and take it in the wrong way, he can start killing you slowly. A.W. Tozier, uh, he says uh, in his book, The Pursuit of God, which I've been reading for five years because I'm a very slow reader, um, he, he, he says that the way that God made mankind, made, made you and I, is inside of us there is a, a shrine in our heart. There's a throne in our heart. And, and, and that throne, that shrine, uh, is, is meant for one only, our God in heaven. But how often do we easily invite other things and even ourselves to sit on that shrine, to, to sit on that throne? And, and when we do it, um, all kinds of dysfunction, all kinds of brokenness, all kinds of evil can flow out of that place. And so I had a couple of thoughts uh, about what we do with praise. First thing, say thank you. Say thank you, and then give Jesus praise. In Christian circles, we try to do humility um, in, in, in some weird and, and broken ways. Some, some people um, won't let you compliment them. They will fight you. Um, they will fight you before they receive a compliment. Uh, but but what, what, what we don't need to do is, is that weird thing of like, no, nah, man, no, nah, man, no, 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 man, no, only God, like God, to God be all the glory. That's not genuine. That's not, that, that, that's, that's funky. Right words, but, but wrong execution. If God has worked through you, he has used your gifts and your talents and your abilities to do something. So because it is your gifts and your talents and, and your abilities, because you were being the hands and feet of Jesus, it is fine to say thank you. Hey, I appreciate that. Hey, that, that's great. We don't hang out there and linger. We, we say that. And then in our own moment, in our own time, we say, God, thank you for the way that you've blessed me to serve. God, thank you for the way that you have positioned me uh, to be a vessel of your goodness and your grace and your mercy and your kindness and your love. God, thank you that I have the ability. God, thank you that I have the opportunity. We receive it. We say thank you. And then we give it back to God. We receive it. We say thank you, God. And, And as we receive this praise and we keep giving the praise and we receive the praise and give the praise, when this becomes reflexive in our life, that keeps our heart not only positioned in the right, the right way, but in the right shape to last for the long haul. We've also got to make sure that we respond the right way to the wrong praise. The wrong praise. Uh, backhanded praise is poisonous as well. I, I have had, um, every once in a while, I get the opportunity to, to speak on, on Sunday mornings, and I, I love it. It's, it's a incredible opportunity. Um, but I've had people come up to me um, and, and give me um, compliments that are at someone else's, um, at, at the cost of someone else. Maybe it's something like, um, or, or maybe it's like, man, hey, I, I, I love it when you speak. I love it when you teach. 
Um, I wish you would teach more often. Um, or, or uh, man, you know what? You're the only one on that platform that I like to hear. Am I, what am I supposed to do with that? I'm supposed to enjoy? Oh, great, I'm better than my teammates. Oh, great, you, you, you're now pitting me against my pastor and my co-leaders. Uh, like that, that is not praise. That is poison. And as leaders in God's house, I want you to know that you are actually all free to shut that down and adjust it in the moment. Hey, I, I want to let you know, like, like, like thank you. I, 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 I think I know what you're going for, but I want you to understand that I am honored to serve under this leader. I want you to understand that that is not my platform, and I am just grateful for the opportunity. Really, me? I can't wait every time that I get to hear my pastor, my leader, my friend, my, my, my co-leader, whoever it is. Like, we, we've got to set some of those things wrong because you allow that to get inside of yourself, and then all of a sudden, there is comparison. All of a sudden, uh, there are all these things introduced inside of our, our heart. When comparison gets into your heart, well, one, we know it's an enemy of unity. And the church only survives, thrives, and moves forward with unity. Uh, so comparison gets in, then you start jockeying for uh, position, and then pretty soon it's not the name of Jesus that we're focusing on. It's not his will being done that we're caring about, but it's how I line up in it all. It's about how I am seen, how I am perceived, where do I stand, what is my value, and in truth, these things you shouldn't be getting from people in the first place. This should become... This should be coming from that time when you're on your knees, the time when you're praying to God, and you're asking, God, you tell me who I am. God, you remind me of my worth. God, you show me why, what, 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 what I'm doing matters. You show me my, my part in what you're doing. Thank you, God, for who you've made me to be. Thank you, God, for how you've designed me. Help me to understand and see myself like you see me. That's where you get it from. You got to watch out for that poison. You got to watch out for that wrong praise. You got to respond to it the right way. And, and, and one more thing I, I was realizing uh, as, I, as I read this story. Um, so what Paul did and Barnabas did after everything went crazy, people started losing their minds, um, is, is they, they rushed out and real quick were like, no, 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 let me break it down for you. Uh, and they started going piece by piece. Wait, what, what, what do they start saying? Let me, let me go back up. Friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from all of this worthlessness and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. The crowd saw the miracle and they immediately started pointing to Paul and Barnabas. But Paul and Barnabas noticed this and they immediately started pointing back to God. Our job as leaders, uh, our job as, as believers, as the family of God, his church, is that at all times, in all places, in all ways, it is our responsibility to connect people to Jesus. It is our responsibility to connect people to Jesus. Sometimes people will want to connect themselves to us when God uses you. Um, and, and because you're so great, and because he's blessed you in so many ways, they, they want to get connected to you, and then suddenly, um, if you allow that, you can become their God. You can become the only one that they run to uh, when things go bad. You can become the only one whose advice, direction, and wisdom that they need when things go wrong. Uh, but instead, what we should be doing, we should be the ones that help connect them to Jesus. We teach them 
what it looks like to get on your knees and pray to God. We teach them what it means to cry out to God for wisdom, to wait on the Lord, uh, to seek his will and not and not their own. We teach them these things so that we're, we're locking step with them moving forward, but they're not running to us first. They're running it up first. They're running to God first. Our job is to make him known, to lift him up. Because it's when Christ is lifted up that people are going to be saved. It's when Christ is lifted up that people will be healed. It's when Christ is lifted up that people will step out of darkness and into light, not, not us. We connect the dots for people. When, when folks start talking about, um, you know, man, this happened in my life. Man, I'm so lucky. You know what? You're not just lucky, but that's the favor of God in your life. Uh, we, we're connecting the dots. When, when people... Um, when people uh, start, uh, start grumping uh, to their friends about how horrible their church is, well, don't you know that God drew you to this church and it's only because he drew you to this church and that you got connected here that you actually have this community to grump uh, in? Like, we, we, we connect the dots for them. We help people know uh, all the ways that God is moving in their story, all the opportunities uh, that, that they have uh, to see God, um, to, to, to step up in faith, to believe again, to trust anew because God is doing this and that. We, we can point back to their past, the things that they didn't see, the things that they forgot. Hey, don't you remember when that happened? That was God saving your life. Don't you remember that moment? That was him rescuing you. That was him showing up for you. And if he did it then, he can do it now. We've got to connect the dots for people. It's not karma. It's, it, it's favor. It's not a great song that has them crying, but it's the spirit of God working on their heart in the moment. We connect the dots. We've got to be good at what we do with people's praises. Um, I know that uh, in life, um, people have talked about being crushed under the weight of, of others' expectations. Um, but if we don't handle, uh, well, actually, if, if your heart, if your life isn't set right in the right posture before God, if you are not t handling people's praises uh, well, you can actually get crushed under the weight of their praise. Um, so, reminder again. Say thank you, and then give praise to God. Respond the right way to the wrong praise, and keep connecting people to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you alone are good. You alone are worthy of our praise. That the life change that we have experienced and that we hope to see for our neighbor and our friends and strangers that we don't even know yet, uh, that all comes from you. God, would we be conduits of your grace? Would we be communicators of your goodness? Would we be connectors of, uh, of mankind back to you? Would, we, would you give us eyes to see people, God, so that we can then see what's happening in their heart, see, if, uh, see what's going on and speak to it, step in, and then allow you to move through us? And my God, would you help us to keep our hearts right before you, that we may continue to be used by you, my God. I thank you that your love for us never ends. I thank you that your goodness and mercy uh, for us and through us, it never ends. And God, we just entrust our service, we entrust our lives, our time, and our attention to you and say, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.